1: Hi, I'm Andy Herman of the pack a Podcast. I'm here to tell you about TickPick. TickPick should be your very first choice to buy football tickets because they save fans money by never charging any service fees ever. TickPick is the exclusive ticketing partner for the pack a Podcast and the Blue Wire Network. 20 minutes a day. 365
2: days a year. This is Pack-A-Day Podcast.
3: Hello everybody, welcome to another episode of the Pack-A-Day Podcast. You want to stop shop for all things green and gold. My name is Mike and I'm joined this week by Gage Bridgeford and Mark Eccle. And it's time to preview the Packers and the 49ers. What's going to be a very fascinating game in many aspects, whether it be through injuries and matchups... Or is the fact that the Packers really have no good luck when it comes to either California or the state of Florida? so we'll take a look at this one and guys, it's good to have all three of us back together again and let's hope that this one goes better than the last game we previewed when it was the three of us together
4: yeah that was that wasn't that wasn't good yeah he's right it cannot be any worse than that thirty eight to three and and just never even look close
3: no I mean it could be like the high school game I broadcast this afternoon which was sixty seven to nothing.
4: Oh, did it ever look close?
3: It was 61 nothing at that <laughs> time.
4: Oh, okay. Well, so so what you're saying is they picked it up in the second half.
3: No, it was a running clock. Uh,
4: yeah, that's probably true. All right. Well, yeah. No. So it it's very very unlikely for it to be un- uh, to be worse than uh, week one. If
2: yes, it is, then this team
4: has a lot of serious
2: issues that needed that would be needed to be addressed in a hurry because. You can't come out and play awful two two out of the first three weeks, right? I mean, and let's let's be honest. Last week it, was, it turned out to be a nice win against a division rival, but that first half was nothing to get excited about. They looked they were pretty bad the first half. I thought
3: they looked slow, and yeah, the first half was definitely not strong. The pass rush still is non-existent for the most part. They're getting there. They're not bringing them down at times, but they. And that's why I was trying to make a point. Like, we can say what do you want with secondary, but it's going to start up front to get back home, especially against a team like the Niners, who have no running backs, still trying to slowly figure out some of their offensive line, and a quarterback who doesn't move very well. That front seven is going to be more important than it has been in either of the first two games on Sunday night.
4: The front has been. Very concerning for me, but at the same time it's it's not. Uh, we've seen the best pass rushing teams in the league tend to get interior pressure and outside of Kenny Clark, Green Bay doesn't have anybody that can get any, and that makes it a lot easier on opponent opposing offensive lines to block. You gotta be like, Okay, we'll send two at Kenny and then especially right now with Z on the shelf, we'll send one or two at Gary and one and two at Preston. And I mean there's unless you're blitzing. The Green Bay is just not getting any pressure right now, and it's and it's not surprising, but it does kind of suck. I mean, just you would like to think that Green Bay has brought in enough horses, and they just, they haven't, because they have decent, cor- the corners are then made to look bad. Like, last week, Kevin King on the touchdown, he gave up, and, a, or, and the big play on that drive. There's just a lot of time. There's only so long that these guys can cover before you're eventually just going to be like, all right, well... There's nothing to – like it's coverage can only hold up for so long, and the pass rush can't get there.
0: You're done for.
2: No, you're right. I couldn't agree with you more. I mean, a, a secondary's best friend is is, is its pass rusher. I mean, like you, I don't care what who's if you're in the NFL, you're you're a decent quarterback. Even the ones that the ones we don't think are so good because you compare them to the the Aaron Rodgers and the Tom Brady's and people like that. You know, they're not. But anyone who's made it as an NFL quarterback. Is a good quarterback, okay? So you give that even below NFL standard quarterback all day to throw. He's and 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 the same same with a wide receiver. You know you don't have to be Devonte Adams to get open if if the quarterback has all day to throw to you. So yeah, that the fact the they they got to do something. And and they like you you mentioned blitz. Well yeah, let's 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 blitz. Let's start sending Devontae Campbell. Let's start sending. You know, whoever a safety maybe. I don't. I don't care who comes, but Chris Barnes. I let. They, you got to do something if, if the if the if the four guys that you sent or five, if they're not getting there, then send more because you, somebody's got to get there. At least even if you don't get the sack, make them throw it away. Make them. You know, they did get a little more pressure on Goff in the second half last week, and you saw what happened. Fumbled one time. He got an intentional grounding another time. You know, do things like you know, the sack is a it's a nice sack, believe me. I mean and guys get paid for getting a lot of sacks. But a sack isn't the always the the, the end all to, to getting pressure. You know, making a guy throw it away, making them throw an interception, them do all kind of things are just as important as getting the sack. And right now the Packers aren't even getting that. So until like except for like I said, a few times in the second
3: half last week. And that's, and that's that's why like. uh, Mike Smith has made that point over and over and over again since he's gotten hired, and I, I, I'm i with you on that 100%. M- making Garoppolo or Goff last week move around, making him waste energy moving around, throw it away, make makes them inaccurate throws, maybe get an interception. And to Gage's point of going off to the blitz, I was asking last week talking to people, I know it's preseason, didn't matter, but Oren Burks looked like he likes going after the quarterback. Do we give him a few... Chances to just be a bull in a china shop and use his athleticism and just try and run people over, or even if they do move him in a slot more, use Kevin King on a corner blitz with with his size. He can disrupt the passing lane when he's coming at the quarterback. Stuff like that could make a difference against a team that has an iffy quarterback situation and no running game.
4: Well, I want to go. I don't want to go too far on the no running game thing. Yeah, me great <laughs> So for one. We've seen over the last, over the entire Kyle Shanahan era in San Francisco, it does not matter who's running the ball. It can be Tevin Coleman, it can be Jarek McKinnon, it can be Raheem Mostert, Jeff Wilson, it can be Elijah Mitchell in week week one. It generally doesn't matter who's running the ball; they're going to get yards. They just, they always do. And Trey Sermon, say what you will about him, I personally don't think as highly of him as some of the other people in the industry do, but he's built to run in this offense and what they they have a fully healthy offensive line that's the one thing that really spooks me about this team is their injuries aren't aren't on the offensive line it's whereas we that's where we're dealing with ours right now but this San Francisco line is healthy from left to right the only guy on the offensive line that's even listed on the on the injury report is Trent Williams and it's not injury related because it was i think it was a veteran rest day so they're gonna be able to run the ball, and I know that as anybody that has doom scrolled a Packer Twitter today, that's all anybody can think about is the NFC Championship game from two years ago when Raheem Mostert. Oh wait, hold on, there he goes. So he just scored another touchdown. Yeah. This, this group will still run the ball, maybe not as quickly yeah, as they right. were, but
3: you're right. I, I was I was a little hyperbolic on Allen. I, I I just think with more, of their people are gonna focus more on the Kittles, the Samuels, the Iuks, who we'll see how much he gets. But well, you're right. They, they, they can run the ball.
4: Kills not really been doing anything. That's the thing. That's the scary part. He only had, he had four catches for 17 yards last week. It's Debo that's been the problem. And that's why I'm really glad that we have a guy like Jair because I think Jair matches up really well with Debo. Samuel. Yes, I, and, and, and he should follow. I know the Packers don't always do that, but
2: they I hope they do. I, I think Joe Barry has in the past. He's used, when he was with the Rams last year, he did match up. And I, I think they really need to do this. They need to just let Alexander go wherever wherever Debo goes.
3: Did he do that in Washington too with D'Angelo Hall?
2: Oh, I have yes, yes. I think he did there, too as well. You're right. I like that. I've always thought. I've always liked. I mean, I you know again I, I always go back to when I covered Philly for for so long. Um, both Buddy Ryan going way back, and then Tim Johnson who was a great defense coordinator during the Andy Reid years. Um, he would always he had Troy Vincent and Bobby Taylor, and then he had Al, Al Harris before they traded into Green Bay. And, you know, Bobby was the big call corner. Troy was, was a lot faster. He would put Troy on the fast receiver and Bobby on the big receiver, and that just, you know, it made sense every week.
3: And, and I, I do wonder if we're going to see that on Sunday night, which I think we might because Adibo is their big threat, and I do think they're going to experiment more with the king in the slot phenomenon that's now Started the second half last week, and I think obviously you don't want him covering Debo every snap because he'll he's just not, he's not as agile as he was coming out of college. He's just not that guy anymore. But I think he could be physical inside. But if you can get Jair around on Samuel, maybe King can help double Kittle with a safety over the top stuff like that. There, there's ways that they can defend this team beyond like like as Gage would describe it, the doom scrolling we've seen this past week. There are ways that they can defend this team. I wonder. If I, go ahead, I'm sorry.
4: I was going to say the main thing that I like about, about how to defend Debo, so I don't know if you guys have paid attention at all to Debo Samuel's advanced stats over the last two years. His average depth of target is like .2, and that's not hyperbole. It's like less than a yard from the line of scrimmage he gets the ball because of how many times he gets balls thrown to him at behind the line of scrimmage and just right at the line of scrimmage because they give him the, they give him the ball and then let him go make a play. But despite that, he still gets a ton of stuff. Like he has a ton of cushion because corners and – are so they're so willing to give up the stuff in front of them, which is why I think that a guy like Kevin Kevin King in the slot or Jair who are both like Jair is the scrappy bulldog that just it doesn't matter that he, if you might be bigger than him he's going to come at you versus Kevin King has size and can be physical and you're not and Debo is not going to of him no matter how much he tries just because King is a bigger corner you can get up and be physical with Debo which can which can bump him off his route and can really mess up this. Shanahan offense because if you can mess him up, there's only so many guys going out in going out in routes when you run so heavily and they generally use an extra fullback or they use or they use two tight ends and stuff like that. There's only so many guys out there and if you take out the primary read of Debo, the yeah. offense is going to be thrown off. No, I worry about Kittle.
2: I wonder if I, I wonder if King will get it, if they might put King on Kittle just a little bit. I wouldn't hate it. I'd I mean,
4: believe you're gonna double.
3: Yeah, I was thinking King and Amos.
4: Yeah. There you go. Do you think Campbell gets any shot at him or no? Who? Campbell. Uh maybe. He's he's done okay with
2: tight ends. Hawk, I mean he had a the, that, that touchdown to Hawk, I mean that was just a no, what anything we could do. Great, great throw, great
4: catch. sometimes yeah. you just gotta say, Hey, did, the other that, guy did did well, you know. That was the classic good defense, better offense. Yep. Did your cap nothing you can do there. Well, so get, get more pressure
3: on off and then maybe. Yeah, get pressure off. I think Campbell might be on the use check more. Covering that yeah, full that, that fullback work. release. Because use check is another X Factor type of guy. I think the other thing also that and i I know the player talked enough about this, the secondary has to start talking more. They need to be on the same page. Like we saw that first touchdown, whether you want to say it's on King or on Stokes, it doesn't matter. A guy was wide open. I think so too. But it, it was not wide LeFleur open.
2: Lafleur said it was. I mean, Lafleur Le, came out and said, "At when we're at that part of the field in the red zone, that you stay with your guy. You don't, you, you don't switch off." And King switched off, and Stokes had to run over late. But it, yeah, that that was not Stokes' fault. He he did what he was what what the play called for him to do. But
3: yeah, you can't have guys running wide open like that. No, we, we saw medium. we saw it with New Orleans, we saw when Hogan had the touchdown, we saw Amos peeled off on on a couple of plays. Like that can't be happening in week three anymore, especially against a top tier opponent, a team who a lot of people consider Super Bowl contenders in San Francisco. These guys need to be on the same page from the opening snap. And that's gonna be the biggest thing that Joe Barry's gotta fix, I think, making sure that all eleven guys know what their spot is in every single play.
2: I would hope that was a point of emphasis in practice this week. I mean, if we're and we're talking about it, and we saw it. Obviously, they, you know, they saw it, and they, you know, I would really, really hope that that getting on, like I said, getting on the same page and knowing what you're supposed to do, and depending where you are, you know, all those kind of things that they that they did wrong the first two games. And you know, I would hope they worked all week on 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 fixing those mistakes.
3: I don't think so, but you never know, Mike Smith may have concussed himself on Eric Stokes' helmet, so we'll see how effective he is. But let's flip it over to the offense now, and this is where the big stuff... i
2: got one more little stat for you. Yes, sir, go ahead. So about the Niners and the running game. Um, Johnson, who I think was promoted, right? he's going to play tomorrow. Tonight. Um, in five games against the Packers with the Lions, he scored five touchdowns. So he's been a He's been effective against the Packers' defense, but he was with a bad Lions team. So now he's on a much better 49ers team. He's not a guy that you should take for granted.
3: No, you're right, and that's going to be something to keep an eye as well, is, is these late promotions practice squad. We'll see who Green Bay calls up from their practice squad for the trip as well, because we do have a couple of big news that broke on Saturday. Elton Jenkins officially ruled out. He did not even travel to the game. And Dominique Daphne had a hip injury. He is now on injured reserve. So there's two guys, obviously your left tackle, left guard, a little bit of everything, and Elton Jenkins out, Dominic Daphne out for the next few weeks as well. So we'll see whether it's Bronson Kafusi getting the call up, whether they call up Ben Braden or Cole Van Lanty from the practice squad. But now, Daphne also was a pretty good blocker. That's even more depth gone that can try and protect Aaron Rodgers against a fierce uh, San Francisco's defensive front.
4: It's unfortunate, like, we And uh, we talked about it a little bit before we started on here of Green Bay's injuries are all coming to like pri- like key primary guys we had obviously uh, Debock was put on pop before the season started, and then Elton slid over Elton looked good, and now Elton's and now Elton's out for this week and then so now your your depth is getting stressed and it's coming at the same spot. It's kind of like what happened with the chiefs on their run last year of they kept having offensive line injuries across the board, but they kept losing tackle after tackle after tackle. And Green Bay is now losing two, now, is now down two starting offensive tackles, two starting left tackles, that is. And they're going against a team that has Nick Bosa and, well, he's not the guy that he was a couple of years ago. Uh, is it D Ford that's still D Ford's still out there. Yes. D, no, who D Ford, he's not the guy that he was earlier in his career, but he's still a good rusher. He's just, and, and he's going to look even better against backups and. Uh, who we expect to start out there, Billy Turner at left tackle and Dennis Kelly at right tackle.
1: Packers football is finally back, and there's no need to exhaust yourself searching all over the internet to find Packer tickets anymore. Because TickPick, that's T-I-C-K-P-I-C-K, is the original no-fee ticket site, and the only one you'll ever need as your go-to for all NFL tickets. Tickpick got rid of all those awful service fees that the other ticket sites charge, which lets them guarantee the best prices on all of their NFL tickets. Don't believe it? If you can find better prices for the same seats on another ticket site, Tickpick will give you 110% of the difference in the purchase price. Personally, I can't wait for that first game back at Lambeau Field, Packers Lions, with fans in the stands again. I've already got my tickets from Tickpick, and I'll be there watching Monday Night Football in person. I absolutely cannot wait. Visit tickpickcom today and use promo code. Pack-A-Day to save $10 on your first order of Packers tickets.
0: We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed.
2: No, the Packers have their hands full this week. I mean, I'm, I'm really hoping, you know, in the years past, the Packers have had pretty they, – they were pretty fortunate during the course of a season, and then they had some bad luck near the end of the season, and it kind of affected them in the playoffs. Uh, last year, obviously, you know, back to already getting hurt on New Year's Eve and then missing the playoffs um, in the years past, and they've had other circumstances along like that. I'm hoping this year they get, you know, all the bad luck's out of the way in September and you know, as they as we gear toward the, you know, stretch run and then into the playoffs, they're they're healthy, maybe i you know. I just hope this isn't a year long thing where it means every week another key player gets hurt.
3: You're right. It almost sounds like San Francisco last year where they had all the all their key guys went out too.
2: Including the quarterback, which we hope that's up.
3: Agreed. But you look at San Francisco's defense. I'm looking at their depth chart right now. d Fords this is their backup defensive end behind Eric Armstead, who was questionable with an abductor injury. Javon Kinlaw's questionable. He's a starter. Uh, Emmanuel Mosey's a starter. He's questionable. If he's out, then it's Ambry Thomas or Josh Norman at 33 years old. Getting out there. Jimmy Ward well, had some veteran rest stuff. But they you still have both. So you still got Fred Warner, uh, Dre Greenlaw. This they're still athletic. They're still. Oh, Greenlaw's playing.
4: out. Greenlaw's out. Greenlaw's out. Injured,
3: he's on injured reserve. Who's yeah, it? he got injured in week one against Detroit. Okay, so Greenlaw's out. That puts Marcel Harris out there. And but another thing also with San Francisco is when I mean, we saw the Detroit comeback in week one. Robert Sala not being there. I think that's also a big thing. He was he was a heartbeat of that of that locker room as a coach, and well. You can, you can replace the formation. You can replace the X's and O's. That kind of passion that he brought, that's, you know, that is tough to replace for the Niners.
4: I, I agree. It matters a lot to lose a guy like that because Salah, obviously key defensive coordinator there, and he was there with that team as they developed and built and became one of the league's best groups. And if it weren't for injuries last year, probably would have been that again. But like you said, the talent's all still there. My, I mean, minus a couple of names here and there. Granted, I mean, my like corners, corners are – Pretty beaten up, and but minus DeForest Buckner, and then now Dre Greenlaw was hurt. That front seven is pretty much the same front seven we saw a couple of years ago. Well, they don't have DeForest Buckner. Well, yeah, that's what I was saying. It was like minus Buckner, yeah. and then it's Greenlaw is Bre- hurt. I mean, I, pretty that's much
2: a minor, That's a big minus. Buckner's. I think he's a great. I love that guy. I think he's a great player. Um, I don't see. I don't think that I've losing the coaches that they lost. I I. I I know a lot, and I could be wrong, everybody else might be right. I don't think the 49ers are a Super Bowl contender. I really don't. I don't see this. I I, I mean, they, I, I think they're, they make the playoffs because seven teams make the playoffs now, so I don't think there's, I don't think they're the eighth best team in the NFC, but they don't, you know, I, I, they might be the third, I mean, I think the Rams are better than the 49ers. I think Seattle's still better than the 49ers. I think the Packers on the level field, with all, the, if they were healthy and and by the way, did the, 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 the Niners ever have to come to Green Bay, or does Green Bay always have to go to San Francisco? Is there a? I had this
4: place? very thought earlier in the, a couple of days ago that Green Bay has had to go to San Francisco. This is they've played them, what four? To Fourth time, time in three years. Four times in three years, and they've all been in San Francisco.
2: Right. Now the playoff game that's their own fault for not having a better record. I understand that, but all the regular season games are always in San Francisco. I mean. There, I don't know. Is there a role that they
4: can't come to Green Bay? Or did,
2: did they sign on to some sometime?
4: Did I don't know. I think San Francisco <laughs> somehow got it because they had two straight road games on the East Coast or whatever. Right. Like they played Detroit and then Philly in Philly. So I guess that's how they get out of it. But I agree. I don't. I don't get it because Green Bay has to go to San Francisco and then to Seattle, if I remember correctly. Right. And then, you know, no Arizona. Arizona. It's
2: well, a, th- it's a Thursday Arizona night Arizona in Arizona. Seattle and LA are coming to there. Okay. But, but it's just weird that they always seem to have to go there. But I think mean, Green Bay. I, again, I'm not. I, tomorrow, tonight's game's going to be tough. It's going to be real tough, just because of everything we just said—the injuries—and then I don't. Also, I also don't like the fact that the Packers are going to San Francisco for a prime time game, and it's the Niners' home opener. It's the first time they'll have a, a full house. Since that NFC Championship game a couple of a couple of years ago, so I mean, there's a lot of intangibles that are that all lean toward the 49ers. It's going to take a, it's going to take a, a really big time effort for the Packers to win tonight, and you know Aaron Rodgers is going to have to be like really really good, and 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 you know and get rid of the ball quickly because he's not going to have a lot of time, I don't think. Um, they're going to, I mean they're going to have to play a flawless game, no like no turnovers, no bad penalties. It's gonna to be tough. But with that said, again, getting back to my point about the, I don't think this Niners team. And like I said, I know a lot of people are picking them very high. A lot of, I I think they're okay. I mean, I don't. I'm not a big Garoppolo fan. I think he's an okay quarterback. Um, the defensive front's good. The secondary isn't great by any stretch of the imagination. I think it's um, just
4: the it's just the corners that are. That are really bad. Yeah, it's right. pretty good, I guess. You're right. jakiski Tart and Jimmy Ward—they're the classic duo. Yeah, sure. uh, like like Poyer and Hyden in Buffalo. Well, they're, they may not be the best two safeties, but as a duo, they work pretty damn well. They do. Well, they're well coached. They've always been well
2: coached, and I'm gonna give that's that's their strength in them. But like you said, you have a new coordinator now. Um, I don't know. I'm just saying I don't. Uh-huh. I, I don't. I don't put the Niners in the same regard as as Tampa Bay and Green Bay and the Rams and. I, mean, I still have Seattle better than them. I don't know. I could be wrong. But I just think Seattle is better. I always look at the quarterback and what else is around them. I mean, they didn't take a quarterback with the third pick in the draft because they loved Garoppolo,
4: right? Seattle is the only team that I would disagree with you on in that top bucket. I'd put the Rams up there. I'd put Tampa Bay and I'd put Green Bay. I I can't put Seattle there. They just they don't. They only play weird games. They should have beaten. They should have beat Tennessee last week, and they didn't
1: yeah.
4: because they can't put anybody away because they can't run the ball consistently. And then when they can't run the ball, they don't throw the ball like they're supposed to. It's like you have an elite duo of receivers to throw them to the ball. But we're not talking about Seattle. But I agree. that I mean, I love Trey Lance. And the fact that, they, that San Francisco took him, and then I get it, you want to develop Trey, and have him behind Jimmy and let Jimmy be the guy because you're trying to contend for a Super Bowl. And I think Jimmy is the class – Like, I mean, we've seen it. He's the guy that can you can win with him, but he, you're not going to win because of it.
0: Right. So exactly. he's Eric
4: Goff. That's a great way yep. yep, and that's why their running game matters so much. Their running game and their defense helps it make it a lot easier to win. If they ever get into a shootout where they have to throw the ball – that's when they start running into problems.
3: No, I'm with you. Yeah, I think Walmart Cousins can't win a game. So, with that being said, let's let's take a look at what the, some of the lines are, what to project for this one as we continue here. Gage, do you have? Do you have? I know it's last time I saw it was what Niners minus three.
4: Uh, well, then that has been updated. I have not looked at it in a couple of days because it had been holding pretty steadily around. uh It opened at Niners minus three and a half. It had been stuck at Niners minus three and a half. It wasn't moving at all. And then I think if I remember correctly, I talked to a buddy of, me, a buddy of mine on Friday and he said that it had moved to three and that's where it's at now. It is at uh, most books minus three. There's still a couple minus three and a out there in the wild. The over under is hovering at fifty, fifty and a half, depending on where you get it. There's a, there's a couple of fifty ones out there, but yeah, the the books have not moved this one a whole lot. There's been uh, some Green Bay money coming in the last couple of days that have moved it to three, but it's there's not a lot of it. It's they're saying pr- they're saying pretty pre locked in, and that basically means what the books are saying here for people that aren't betting people. They think that on a neutral site, these teams are even. Yeah, it's a on a neutral point. site, they, the books would make it uh, even, pick them, and that, so that's where they're at. The only reason the San Francisco is getting the minus three is because it's a home game in their
3: mind. Which makes absolutely no sense to me.
4: Well, what what, what has me a
2: little confused is the fact that you said it, it opened at three and a half. I thought it was still three and a half, but you're right. It, it did go down to three.
4: Like I said, it moved there on Friday.
2: It, right. it was still three on Thursday. And, or three and a half on Thursday. So so word came out that Elton Jenkins is not gonna play. Even though today they made it official, but Doubtful told me he wasn't gonna play. And the line went down. Like to me that that would have instead of gone up to four, not gone down to three when you find out
4: the Packers' best lineman isn't gonna play it in the game. Explosive. Right. right? Yeah, that's sweet. and I so I had it pulled up here uh, uh using it, I'm, actually, I'm not going to get the book any publicity. Anyway, I have it pulled up. All of my books that I use have it at minus three. That's where they've kept no, it at. Minus three, yeah. They're, they're not going to – the books aren't going to move it unless, like, Rodgers is out because that this is the – with a star quarterback like that, we've seen Rodgers behind a bad offensive line before still make things happen. It's just what he does. They're not going to move it because – they already don't like it being at that spot, and plus, if you put it at, if they move it down to two and a half, it makes it really easy to tease. And then, uh, for those that don't know the term, the betting term tease, that means uh, use an, move it up and alter up or down an alternate number to an alternate number. So if you get it to two and a half, it is going to get teased to eight and a half, which then gets you through the key numbers of bet, betting numbers of three and through seven. And the books don't want to do that. If they give you th- like if they just leave it at three you're not going to move it from there. Like, you you could move it to nine, but there's not as much value there. So that's basically why it's hovering where it is. It's a little bit of book science and book math for um, you pe- for people out there that maybe don't bet as much as I do, which I also gamble responsibly. Um, never bet more than you're willing to lose. Uh, but, yeah, so that's kind of it, why it's hovering where it is. The total hasn't moved at all, obviously. Fifty and a half, so that's basically they're projecting the final score to be somewhere around,
3: 27, what would 24. that be,
4: like 27? 20, 27, 24, or like 20, technically like 26 and a half to 23 and a half. Mm-hmm. I think technically is how the math would work, but yeah, I I think. So why
2: the, did it go down? Though? Why did it, why did the half? to a big half.
4: So it like, had already moved to the half on Friday. It was already there, and that was when that was the day that the news came out that Elton was progressing. They thought. Um, okay. And then they haven't. It hasn't moved at all, and it's. I don't think it's going to. Like I said, unless Rogers is announced out. Idea. This line's pretty much locked where it's at. So for those of you that do want to bet on Green Bay, if you want to, this is the line you're going to get. You can either take Green Bay money line, which is probably what I would do, or you can put them in a tease, like I mentioned, and tease it to plus nine, but I don't think there's as much value there um, as there would if it ended up at two and a half. If you get lucky and you get it to two and a half and tease it to eight and a half, that's more where I would go.
3: And depending on which book you're using, that could also key up maybe some Niners, news, little guy like Armstead. So if he, if he if they don't think he's gonna go, that could change a little bit. Not much for like and a spread. Armstead,
4: Armstead isn't isn't as big of a name. Like if it was Nick Bosa, different story. Or Fred Warner, different story. But Armstead isn't a big enough name to to get the books to move. It has to be a guy like us, like especially on defense, it's got to be a Aaron Donald, Jalen Ramsey. It's got to be a stud of studs. Armstead's good, talented player, but he's not he's not good enough to move the line.
3: Right, fairness list. So what do you guys think? Gage, I'll let you go first. I have a couple thoughts on this one. All
4: right. So I have looked at this game a lot recently. Uh, luckily, Green. so Green Bay I think could be in a look ahead spot, which scares me. I don't like Green Bay traveling to the west coast at all. It Green Bay traveling west just never seems to go well. And despite that, I don't give a shit. I'm still taking Green Bay. And like I did mention, the total set at 50, 50 and a half, depending on where you get it. I'd take the over on that. I think that Green Bay is able to move the ball, and I think that uh, as we've seen through two weeks, Green Bay is not exactly stopping the ball, especially against an offensive line that I think is better than Detroit, and Green Bay couldn't get any movement against that one. So I would take Green Bay – I'm taking Green Bay to win. I think Green Bay gets to – it's 31, San Francisco gets 27.
3: Okay. Mark, what are you thinking?
2: I, I'm hoping he's right. Uh, this was a game when, when, when the schedule came, well, even before the schedule came out, but when I saw who they were playing, I thought, I, yeah, that's, this isn't going to be a problem. They'll, they'll beat San Francisco. Okay, I, I I just went through a couple minutes ago. I don't think the Niners are that good. I think they're good. Don't get me wrong. I don't, I'm a bad team. I don't think they're that upper echelon. But all that, but but, but I just don't, but it, You can't lose your two best offensive linemen, your best pass rusher. You know, Daphne, like we said, he's not a big name at all, but if you watch him, he's been very, he's been out, he's been on the field a lot. He's he's been, he's he's been a great locker. He's also probably, if not their best, one of their top three special teams players. that's a loss. Um, I just don't I, I don't and I don't like them going I don't like it being the Niners home opener in prime time I, I like the same score but I'm going the other way I think I hate to say it but I think the Niners win this game I'm like 31-27 so I also like the over I do like the over I would never bet the Niners but I would like I think I think they win cover and the, the game goes over
3: yeah I'm with I'm weird because I'm, I'm I'm known as the optimist guy where I'm to a fault Like, I'm still in the Graham Mertz behind for the Badgers, which is going to give me a lot of hate anyway. But with this one, if I go with what my heart, I'd say 34-24 Green Bay, but my head says it's going to be 34-31 San Francisco. I I think, with everything Mark said, home opener, prime time, the Packers do not play well in California. They haven't since Al Davis was alive. I just don't... There's something about when they travel. And they've talked last few years about... How this, whether it's when they get there a day early, a day late, whatever, it just hasn't worked. And having to go to San Francisco year after year after year, like we saw going to Dallas back in the 90s, year after year after year, some places they just don't play well at. Whether it's Florida, California, there's just something there. And the Niners are a good enough team, they're coached well enough, their line is good enough on offense and defense that they can control the trenches pretty well, I think, in this one. And I just think eventually it will just be too much on a primetime game. But I think it will be close. I, oh,
4: by the way, there's a, there's another thing that you guys are ignoring. Aaron Rodgers in primetime, especially when he's been the underdog, has been lights out over the last few years. Aaron Rodgers, I'm pretty sure if I remember correctly, is 5-0 and o in primetime games over the last two years. And against the, against the spread, he's like 5-2 and two over the last three, I believe it is.
3: That uh, could be well if he gets the time I think they can make some of it. I think the game's gonna with the way the lines are with the offensive defensive lines with the line banged up, it's gonna be have to be I think it's gotta be a heavy Aaron Jones game again. Get him out and get him out on the edge, get him in space, get some use Air use AJ Dillon a little bit more. Control the control the time. And and d- don't let them dictate the pace.
2: I just worry about the, the Niners. I worry about two things. I worry about the Packers not getting the pass rush. We haven't seen one yet. And I worry about the Niners having a pass rush, which they, they do. And again, so makeshift offensive line. I mean, you know, Billy Turner isn't really a left tackle. I mean, we're assuming he's going to move the left tackle. He's really not a left tackle. He's a, he's, he's become a pretty solid right tackle. He's not really a left tackle, and then Dennis Kelly going in the right tackle. Now Dennis Kelly that was a nice pickup, good veteran backup, but he hasn't played all year this is his first, you know, his first game time. Um, he, I don't, he didn't even play in preseason, right? Because he was hurt. So uh, I, I'm just, I'm, I'm just concerned about about those two things. Um, again, I, I hopefully Matt Lafleur comes up with with a game plan that that works and finds a way to to exploit. Some of the things the 49 ers don't do well and hopefully you know the, the the defense maybe rises up um somehow they get it maybe Preston Smith and and Gary have big games but uh, like I said I hope I'm, i hope my picks are up but um I don't know so Aaron, Aaron and trying time the last couple of years now so on Monday night they won four straight Monday night games they've beaten they beat the Niners in 18. They beat the Lions in 19 on that last second field goal. They beat the Vikings in 19, and they beat the Falcons last year. So four in a row on Monday. On Sunday, they won three in a row beating New Orleans, um, the Bears, and the Titans all last year, all in 20. Their last loss was to the Niners um, back in 19. And then on uh, Thursday night, they won their last one. They beat. um not his last year on a Thursday night. They
4: won. Just, I'm pretty sure it was San Francisco because that's who they played on Thursday right. last year.
2: Yeah, they beat San. Francisco. that was that. That was half a Niners team, but still, they they beat them. So they have won. I mean, you're right. They had been pretty good in, in prime time. See, in a in a
4: prime time game, I'm taking the quarterback. I'm I'm taking the quarterback.
3: See, you look at those games. Because I remember I was at that Detroit Monday night game uh, a couple years ago. And you look at that uh, Tennessee game, those are running back games. Jamal Williams had a big game in that Detroit game, A.J. Dillon last year. With Dre Greenlaw out, I think if they use those running backs, use them outside, get them in the screen game, get those jet sweeps, get stuff going, make San Francisco think a little bit with the, with the backs, I think that's going to be the advantage they can use. And that o- also makes things easier for Aaron Rodgers. Then you, they can't just play the, the two shell.
2: You going to play action. And which is they, you know, the Packers have been very good out of play action
3: so I, th- I think there's there's ways to to win this game, but it's going to take an A plus effort. They have to they have to play better than they did either of the last two weeks. There's no doubt about that. So with that being said, well, let's wrap things up here. Uh, Gage, where can people find you?
4: As always, you can find me on Twitter at G NFL. Still doing work with Rotoballer, Dynasty Nerds. I'm putting out multiple weekly columns with each of them, occasional other stuff with both of them. Uh, Denver Stiffs, I will be having coverage heating up with them uh, starting next month uh, covering Denver Nuggets. And then, as always, I'm always answering every single fantasy question, whether it's a tweet, a DM, or whatever, uh, from 9 a.m. to 1 p.m. right up until the uh, morning, the Afternoon kick on – that's obviously Eastern time, for those that don't know. I'm doing that every single Sunday, and I will be back again tomorrow – or, well, today, now that you're listening to that, uh, answering those questions today.
3: And what about you, Mark?
4: Um, I'm on – you can find me on Twitter, echo 0 k And
2: um, I'm ready for Packer fans. I'm on Packer Report. Uh, I'll have my instant analysis right after the game, so it'll be another, it'll be another late night. Uh, and then I do, you can do a, a midweek story for Thursdays. You can find it there, again, on, on Packer Report.
3: Perfect. You can find me on Twitter, at Mike Word. Again, mostly I'm focusing on broadcasting right now. I'm doing a lot of high school sports. Uh, a couple of big games for the Amherst Falcons football team coming up this week. And I'll be doing Pacelli-Iola football on Friday night in central Wisconsin. So you can find me at ZaleskiSports.com for that one. And, of course, find us online wherever you can find your podcast at the Packaday Podcast, at Packaday Podcast on social media and Pack It A podcast on YouTube as well. And they're doing great work with that. So there's our preview for the Packers and the Niners, for Gage Bridgeford and for Mark Eckle. This is Mike Wendland saying so long everybody. Thank you for joining us. Stay cool, stay safe. Always carry the G. And every week, go pack go.